You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with David Herdon. Hey, man. How's it going? It is going, my brother. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want, what you do professionally. So, uh, <clears throat> I am, well, I host a podcast as well called Root Beer Radio. It's all about root beer. I host that with my brother-in-law. And uh, he and I both grew up in central Minnesota where we both still kind of live. We both moved towards, towards Minneapolis area. Um, but I am a middle school band director and a professional musician as well. So I am all over the place all the time. I got, all right, I got a few questions, a lot more than I thought I was going to have. With the middle school band director, okay, yeah. what, why, why middle school band directing? So I, you know, I always knew I wanted to be a musician in some way. And my dad was actually a band director as well. He was my middle school band director. And so I just kind of grew up in it and I decided at some point in college, I wanted to teach middle school because it had an open schedule. I don't have to do pep band or marching band. And so I'm able to play gigs on, you know, at night and on weekends. That's like the introduction to band classes in middle school. I got, I wasn't, I did drums in sixth grade. My dad, my whole family's musicians. So I'm like the only one that didn't stick with it and follow down the line, but everybody's got like two or three bands. Even now, like my dad, you know, he was in a kiss tribute band for a really long time. Um, yeah. dressed up as Peter Chris. That's how I grew up knowing my dad. <laughs> but I remember, you know, gave me drumsticks. You're gonna play drums in school. I'm like, okay. So out of like sixth grade when fifth grade, you know, I stuck with it for a couple of years in elementary school. And then when I went to middle school, I stopped after seventh grade because my teacher was an asshole. Um, yeah. The reason why, I mean, I guess I deserved it. I mean, I ended up finding a sly whistle in the back and I was supposed to be playing crash cymbals. So I would just be in the back fucking around with a sly whistle and he's up front trying to teach. We just talked the whole time. That's not yeah. fun for me. That's like, I need to learn. And I remember he really got pissed off at the drummers, um, our whole section, because during the live performance, he made a statement. He said, if anybody does anything ridiculous at our live concert in front of your parents, your grandparents, you will be in severe trouble and you will never play an instrument for the rest of the year. I said, everyone's like, all right, I understand. I understand. Everybody kind of looked at me like, yeah, he fucking understands. Sure. It's Robbie. And then next thing you know, I didn't think he would really record it. And he did. Yeah. And so I got to see a video of myself. My dad fucking loved it. He was sitting front row. He was like, that's my son, the guy that's screaming in the background. Like, I was in the back, like standing up on the chairs, waving my arms, freaking jumping yeah. all around, grabbing the crash symbols. We played the, uh, I definitely shit on the Star Spangled Banner. I didn't know when to go. That was my bad part. Yeah. And um, so I just started hitting the shit out of him when some dude's like, dude, now, now, like trying to teach me. But right as he says now is when you're supposed to hit it. So then I'm hitting it on an offbeat. And then right. at the ending, it's like you're supposed to just do it rapidly. And he's like, dude, this is the rapid part. I'm like, tush, 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 tush. and my dad's just like in, just in awe and loving it. Like this is the best thing ever. He loved it. And my whole family, I made the crowd laugh, man. And then yeah. we, get, we get to see a recording of me doing that. And the next thing you know, he just looks over me and goes, guess who's not playing drums for the rest of the year? I'm like, we only got fucking two weeks left until summer, so I don't give two shits. And then, you know, it, it, I got constantly got kicked out. But, like, I, it was cool because I've never had somebody, a band instructor on the podcast before. I mean, do you find it the most interesting? Like, you got kids like me in there. Do you try and work with us or do you? Absolutely, man. Like, because I was that kid too. I But I got – music came really easily to me. And so – I was super bored. Like that was it. I was bored. So I like from day one, like you said, teachers, I was talking, I, I learned that right away. You can't talk. You got to play constantly playing, constantly get the kids playing. Cause they're not otherwise playing throughout the day. Right. So got to keep it. Interested. And like, I would, I would just screw around all the time. My dad would even tell you, man, in rehearsals with him, even I would push his buttons even further than another teacher. Cause he's my dad. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause like that band, teaching should have literally been either gossip of what's going on in the world today he was a big guy shout out to mr mundrick you're an asshole just saying but um he would just sit there like he's a 
you know, he's sitting there talking about McDonald's, talking about good foods, talking about this, talking about what's going on in the world today. Like, did you hear Katy Perry's album or something? I'm like, when are we going to learn music? I ended up getting fed up with it. And then like, next thing you know, he would have a day where he came in, he wanted to be all serious and he wanted to be like, all right, we're going to play this. And then when we didn't practice and we didn't have it, you know, we, I didn't know how to read music that well. So he's like, this is this, this is that. And then he'd come up and gosh, you're useless. And then he would try and play. I'm like, man, I was like, can I just get on that bass drum? Cause I know I can hit that thing like maybe five times and that's the whole song. And like, let's pull out the kazoos and shit. You know, but like he would get so angry and come in and his face would get all flustered red. I'm like, that's not how you teach kids, man. We learn from doing like my one uh, sixth grade band teacher. Her name is Miss Newman. She knew my dad and everything. And she would do after school lessons on her own time, take an hour and a half at the end of the day. Um, for the drummers to stay, she plot cherry cokes, and we'd just be playing drums and talking and learning about music as well, but really practicing and getting to know it. Where you know, I went to middle school is completely different. You saw someone didn't give two shits. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, you have your students that are going to be bad. You have your students that are going to be good. But the fun is whatever you make it and how you craft it to your own curriculum. Just by talking to you and kind of like we're doing video and stuff, I can see you're a good guy and easy to talk to. You can be serious at times, but at the same time, you're not going to let me control the class. You want to work with me rather than against me. That's my daughter, by the way. She sounds nice. She's great. It's, uh, <laughs> my wife. So my wife's a nurse right now, or she is a wife. She's an, is a nurse, and right now. You know, it's crazy. She's got to go to work. With you the can't get root beer at the store because of what's going on. Oh, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Why root beer? Why root beer? You know, it's good. So I actually don't drink because both my grandpas were alcoholics. And so my parents never drank. So I never drank. And it was never a thing in my life. And uh, I saw a couple of people uh, in my life in college and high school just kind of like, kind of just throw stuff away, you know, because they were just, I don't know, man, it was crazy. So I got super in. <laughs> she's going off back there. Sounds like she's trying to get into that chorus class. Hey, go get, go get it. Bring it here. I love these moments in the podcast. I like keeping them in there because it shows like you're, you're, it's real. It's conversation. It's like someone coughs or someone sneezes. I'm keeping that in. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like right now I'm working from home and her daycare's closed. They're on spring break, but I, you know, who knows if I even want to send her to daycare. So this is going to be my life teaching teaching band lessons over the over the internet with this constant. <laughs> well, it's it's I mean at least some kids like it, you know back in my day it was like two weeks off of school was the most we've ever had because we had a giant snow day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um. So so root beer. Yeah, root beer. There's the, I get it the IBC factor right sure. the whole bottles and it looks like beer if you don't drink. Yep. And so like, as a kid, that was like the cool thing. Right. And, uh, and that's kind of how I got hooked was that IBC. And here in Minnesota, we've got this rip here called 1919 rip here. And it's, uh, it's so good, man. It's, it's my favorite. It's hands down. I've had like over 200 rip here's and it's my favorite still. There's a, uh, a soda company called balls, literally B A W L S or Z or something. They're yep. very expensive, but they make a bang in root beer. They do. Their root beer is super good, man. And like, I always, we had, uh, we had always seen balls when we were in high school because it came out as that energy drink right in the blue bottle. And uh, so it was always kind of funny. And then we saw this root beer. They had make a root beer. And we're like, oh, this cannot be great. So we actually uh, had it on an, inter, uh, an episode that we call root beer flavored things. And uh, we're super surprised by it. I would absolutely have it again. So what do you talk about on the root beer radio? Do you talk about the history behind it? Do you just talk about anything root beer? Yeah, we talked about the history on one episode. Um, we talked about a lot of things like carbonation, different bottling and yeah. containers, um, different ways to carbonate the root beer, um, interview, interview people within the, the root beer scene. What would you call your most memorable thing when I say root beer? Everybody's got something that immediately their brain goes to that. For me, it's like my dad loved bottle caps. And I, I, I could never tell between root beer and the Coke ones. But he was like, if you could save me all your root beer bottle caps because they're the only ones I like. So I would put them all in a bag. And I mean, I'd be at my grandparents' house when we go to the movies. So I would take all of them and I would hold them for weeks. And then I'd finally see him. I got you a giant bag of root beer bottle caps. He's like, holy shit, this is awesome. And then he would tell me afterwards after like, you know, three or four of them were, they were Coke flavored. And I was like, I can't fucking tell. They're the same shade. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, man, it's a frosty mug of root beer. That's, that's what it comes down to. And that's just what like I remember as a kid, frosty mug of root beer. Now what's your all time favorite? Because a lot of people like a big one for my dad was the, the bulldog on the front, the mugs. Good man. I, when I first tried it, I was like, eh, it's all right. But then like, I went back to it years later and actually was like, Oh yeah, there's some depth to this man. There's that's good. Well, people talk about A and W is pretty good, and I'm like, dude, my all time favorite is Birch. That Birch root beer, like it comes in like the bear has the red barrel on the front. That one's it's expensive, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. I 1919, like I said, man, that's it's really only available in like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, um, and the Dakotas, just because it's out of Minnesota. But um, they only sell it on tap or in these pony kegs. So it's just like the mystique about it. You can't get it anywhere. I mean, it's just nothing better. Like that foam on the top, like it's the one thing it seems like it'd be since it's super like kind of carbonated a little bit that it would be like hard to, you know, get down, but it's so smooth. It's like, um, another one, like Walmart has a good brand called great value root beer. And that one's really good, but their cream soda is the bomb dude. And then freaking what do you like i drink two liters of those things because they're so easy to drink they're not even like normal soda it's just so smooth but what is it um a and w released cream soda uh version of it i was like oh shit like this is the best thing i've had in a long time man super solid yeah a and w uh from the restaurants is legit and they let you buy it in like gallon eggs and you never have to worry if like you, we only do pepsi products it's like do you do root beer everyone does root beer Right. Yeah. I, but I try to stay, stay away from like the, the stuff uh, in just like a pot machine, you know, stay away from the high fructose corn syrup. That's, that's my, my what's, deal. what's your worst root beer you would have to say in your opinion from trying so many. We always talk about uh Bundaberg. It's this uh root beer from Australia. It's like an old world style root beer. <laughs> it like is super fruity and doesn't really taste anything like root beer. It comes in a pretty sweet bottle, but we, we always make fun of it because it's just, I think my worst I've ever really tasted root beer wise is they have one called Seagram's, which is supposed to be like a healthy, like stevia version of root beer. Yeah. It is so God awful. And it's like four bucks a can for just one can. I'm like, I could get the maybe worse for me stuff, but it tastes right. a lot better. I want to enjoy a root beer, not freaking care about where my health's at. Yeah, they, they have like the Zima or something too. They have a root beer that's gross. I do think, um, like for root beer, for instance, it's the IBCs, man. I love those because I love the bottle look, you know. And someone comes in like, what, what are you drinking? It's like, I'm drinking, uh, you know, this. And they're like, is that a beer? Like, no, it's root beer. It's like, oh, you little you little kid. I'm trying to pull you over. Underage drinking. <laughs> Dude, all the time. I, I always get, like, funny looks when, when I'm like, oh, you guys have root beer? Root beer? What are you talking about? Well, what have you learned the most through um, podcasting about root beer or just talking about it? Like what's a historical thing or person you've talked to, a certain experience? Um, that's a good question. You want your puppy blanket? I know. Life's tough, man. <laughs> um, what we – so there was um, um, there was this lawsuit that, that came up in the news. I don't know if you, uh, if you heard about it. But there was this company, this ripper company called Thunder Beast. And uh, Thunder Beast is out of Washington, D.C. And Monster Energy opened up a lawsuit against them trying to sue them for copyright infringement um, because their name was Thunder Beast. And the name, you know, Monster's slogan is like, release the beast or something, right? And so just because it had the word beast in their name, they, they tried to sue them. And they lost. So, but, but I think they, they do this all the time. They try to like close up small businesses by starting these giant lawsuits. So like the owner had to take out like 60 grand in legal fees, like all in personal loans. And I think the idea is that monster like knows they're going to lose these, these lawsuits, but they open them anyways to try to bankrupt these smaller companies to keep them away from like beast. It's monopolizing the market. It's the same thing like Netflix closed down every blockbuster, basically. I think there's like one left in Alaska. But um, there was actually a thing that happened too. Uh, Mike Tyson, he has that, you know, that face tattoo everybody knows. Yeah. Well, a tattoo artist sued Mike Tyson 
and said that he was technically doing his art out there. I'm like, you tattooed it on his face. You can't own Mike Tyson. So he <laughs> sued him and I think won like $50,000 or something. That's ridiculous. But I was like, he's giving you attention. If anything, you got, he's got his tattoo from you. But the guy was like, nope, that's my product. That's my thing. I own that. It's like, okay. So you own a crazy athlete that could rip you in two. Right. Well, why would you, why, why would anybody want to get tattoos from this guy anymore? They're just, he's just going to sue him, right? I mean, that's everybody. People want a piece, you know, everybody wants something, especially with these, which really sucks because a lot of mom and dad pop places, um, if you want to talk about soda pop or something, I mean, we all know like Dr. Pepper, the giant ones that monopolize the market, Coke, obviously. But I mean, there are some root beers, like when I go into the store, Birch's, or if you look at a B&W, I think it's called, or is that a railroad for Monopoly? I don't know. For Monopoly? There's a, there's a gray root beer. It comes in a silver like uh, thing. It has yeah. red on the front, and it's Marks. in white lettering. Looks like uh, Santa Claus lettering or Christmas lettering. I don't know why I think that. I don't know. But like, even with um, root beer in general, like they're, that's not really purchased a whole lot by a lot of people because it's just the, the whole sodium factor. And plus, we have this thing going on in the world where it's, if it's a really dark shade, it's probably filled with a lot of chemicals. And mm -hmm. I'm like, there's definitely natural root beer and other versions of it that aren't as bad as like Mountain Dew or something like that, a major monopolizer. That's just because it's so clear to look at. Like it's not – it's yellow. So we're like, oh, it's not as bad as a Coke. It's like it could be 10 times worse. Right, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, you talked about Dr. Dr. Pepper, and they actually did the same thing where they sued a soda company called Dublin Soda Company down in Texas, um, saying that they stole their recipe. And so that's still like a thing. Well, I mean, I, I think it's also with root beer, too. If you weren't influenced by like your, the older generation a little bit, because that was like what they had back in the day when it comes to soda pop was like a root beer or these classic versions. That's why you still see it today. But they don't ever commercialize. I don't ever see A&W or Bulldog, whatever, the one that mugs, whatever. They don't ever throw out a commercial anymore. It's always like Pepsi or Mountain Dew or something. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that commercial back in the day? I think it was A&W. The uh, guy was like interviewing for a job and that was talking to the boss. His name, he kept calling him Mr. Dumbass. Mr. Dumas. Mr. Dumas. <laughs> See, like that's the, that's the crazy stuff is too. Like I, when I look at a soda brand, I obviously you get the ones that you know from taste or if you've tried yeah. before, like it's good, but the label of it too. The reason why I even drink Dr. Pepper is the fact is they had kiss for their commercial. My yeah. dad being in a kiss tribute band, you're drinking that soda. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Coke, for instance, like everyone started capitalizing on that because of the factor is, is the polar bear or Santa Claus. They don't need to ever do a commercial ever again because everybody knows what Coke is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the packaging and like the advertising, man, that's that's like where it's at. But like even with um, Mugs Root Beer, like the pa packaging on that one is more like it's the, the mascot, the guy they have on the front. It really capsulates people's attention. I mean, if you're doing advertising marketing or something, it's when you're walking by a store and you're looking at all the options and stuff and you see something that really catches your attention and pulls you out of it. That's why Mountain Dew has a like glass breaking on the can of it or something. So you're like, holy crap, it really catches my eye. Yeah, absolutely. Have you tried anything else besides just root beer, like a, the drink? Have you tried it in a different form? Uh, well, what do you mean? Like, well, they got root beer gum. Oh yeah. So like that root beer flavored things, we have a couple episodes like that where we try all these different things. We had like root beer peeps and uh, that doesn't yeah. sound good at all. It didn't taste any different than regular peeps. It's ridiculous. And like uh, there was root beer, uh, licorice and jelly beans and rock candy and just all sorts of stuff. One thing I'm really excited about trying on the next uh, root beer flavor things episode is this, <laughs> this additive you put to gas that makes your exhaust smell like root beer. What? <laughs> like it's people are going to be passing out left and right. Just huffing fumes. I'm smelling root beer. It's like you're giving yourself a brain aneurysm. No, it's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm excited to try that and to put it in like my snowblower or something. I want to figure out who made a root beer float, like decided to throw that into ice cream. You can get that at Chick-fil-A. It's one of their secret menu items. Yeah. Yeah. They like, we're going to do some episodes on root beer floats coming up this summer, but there's like, there's a guy in Illinois that claims to have created the black cow, which is like an, a root beer float with like chocolate syrup. Huh? 
Yeah. And then there's like a brown or like in chocolate milk. There's a brown cow. There's a couple different like variations on it, but yeah. What do you typically try and pair a root beer with? Like what's your perfect root? Uh, like what do you what do you typically prefer a root beer with? Like for me, if I'm eating Mexican food, I'm probably not having a root beer. But if I'm enjoying like a hot dog or a burger, or something straight American, I want a root beer. Yeah, man. If I'm having like Mexican, I'm going with a cherry coke, hands down. Cherry. That's with with grenadine. Mm-hmm. That was my childhood. But if I'm gonna have a root beer, I'm probably gonna pair it with like pizza pizza a root beer that's you know what every time i went to a pizza hut after like a soccer game or something it was definitely you're picking a root beer as your drink yeah absolutely yeah pizza i love kind of when you look at like why people do like you know there's food reviewers there's all these types of people that give like ratings or reviews on certain items of food i love the nostalgia that links behind it because every meal anything can link you back to a certain point good or bad right absolutely yeah that's kind of like music too, right? Yeah. See, like, Bob, yeah, Bob Marley, like, you know, when music hits you, you feel no pain. It's like it's a song can hit you at a certain moment or a certain time period or just a certain part of the day where it's like it hits the emotional connection with you. Like, that's what the one thing I love about music. Like, if I'm having a rough day or something and filled with teenage angst or something, I could be listening to Green Day. I could listen to, like, you know, Black Eyed Peas if I really want to go a party on the town here pump up pump it up or something yeah <laughs> yeah man i think that like root beer and music are have like a lot of parallels in that in that way which is probably why i don't know i've drawn to both of those what would um you typically think that you're going to be doing with the podcast like how long are your typical episodes you know they really depend we've had some that are as short as like 10 15 minutes but then most of them are about an hour or so which I'd like to try to cut them back a little bit because it's hard to, you know, have people focus on root beer for an hour at a time. Yeah. How do you even come up with so much content to produce for root beer? Yeah, we, we do a lot of like searching. And my, so my brother-in-law, Matt, he, uh, he and I went to high school and middle school together and then he married my twin sister. So it's kind of, kind of cool that we're like friends and then now we're brothers. Um, but he used to work at a winery. So he would make wine. He has a degree in horticulture and winemaking. And uh, so that was his background. He was a, he's been a home brewer for 10 years at this point. And so he has all the equipment too. And so we talk a lot about like the brewing side of it and we make, we try to, we make our own root beer and like try to figure out what the best combinations of, of flavors and everything are going to be. So that helps uh, put a lot of content out there, but. How do you make root beer? Like what's the process of doing that? It's just like making a tea. You like, you steep a bunch of roots and barks and and leaves and boiling water and and then you put sugar in it and carbonate it what types of things have you tried experimenting with your own root beer you have a name for it or is it just kind of not yet root beer? we so we want to come up with a, a bunch of different kind like different recipes because they're all they all taste different right you try besides the big box root beers like mug a and w they, those obviously do taste different but once you get into the craft ripier scene, like everything tastes completely different from each other. That's and it's awesome. So we want to come up with a couple of different recipes that we've been working on. But a lot of them have like sassafras, sarsaparilla, uh, licorice root, and cherry bark. Um, wintergreen is a big one. How do you typically uh, try and uh, correlate your root beer with something like root beer? Like you said, sarsaparilla. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but every time I hear that word, I think of a cowboy. Yeah, absolutely. So sarsaparilla is like, it's like a root beer, but it only has one flavor in it. And that's sarsaparilla root. So it like tastes like a root beer, but it tastes really bland because root beer has a lot of different spices in it, different flavors. So like there's more depth to it. Um, it's like how Dr. Pepper has 23 flavors or whatever. Yeah, they just made a cream soda. I, I threw the can away. I was about to show you. They made a cream version. It's pretty freaking good, dude. doesn't beat the Walmart brand, though. That great value generic. I'm that cheap cost guy. Yeah, man. Hey, if it tastes good, it tastes good. But uh, like even with root beer, too, have you ever thought about putting vanilla extract in there and seeing if that would? Yeah, that's actually one of our like staple ingredients. I just bought a, a vanilla bean yet like two days ago. Man, they're like 11 bucks for a single bean. It's unbelievable. You should make a root beer coffee. There are coffee root beers, man. There, there's one up in uh, northern Michigan that I'm going to try to get to this summer. 
Yeah. Screw a Starbucks, a root beer that's a coffee, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's going to be I'm, – I'm excited. I'm excited to, like, start using coffee in our recipes once we get something narrowed down. Because I'm heavy into the coffee drinking too. So, well, even with like the name of your root beer, have you thought of any ideas of what you might want to call it? You know, we haven't, and I don't know that I. I'm. I don't know. I feel like I need to taste something before I name it. You know. You need to nail down an ingredient to be able to come up with a name for it. Yeah, like I just made a root beer yet uh, two days ago that had that turned out red just because of the combination of of ingredients. It turned out red. It's kind of a cool, like a red root beer. There's a couple handful of red root beers out there, but I don't know. We have Something. a tavern down here. that's like, you know, you can get beer and they do a distillery inside of the place so you can get your own like uh, creations right there and you can get them made and put them into these giant growlers. Well, like I remember rolling down the street with a giant growler. You get root beer from there. It's called Burley Oak. It is some of the best root beer that like you could ever buy. Yeah. Like I like that about um a place like that, like something if you have a name that goes with it, like if you're gonna think of a name for your root beer company or just your creations, it's gotta it's gotta do something where it are you worried about other things you might be wanting to do? Because root beer is only so limited when it comes to the variations you can do. No, I I think we could there's a lot to do with root beer. Just like there like you can really do anything, right? because every root beer tastes different you can make it taste like anything so i don't know matt likes to brew beer as well and so that's his thing um we've talked about opening up like a, a brewery that only had root beer but that doesn't sound like a good business model <laughs> i mean the kids would love you oh yeah but there's other there's already like craft soda companies out there but in like in minnesota so we don't uh we don't want to do that because there's you know it's the market is saturated at this point call it better than beer root beer right better than beer doesn't get you hammered you can still pay attention to your kids when you're watching (laughs) a football game nobody gets lost and nobody gets hurt or wakes up in a fire pit (laughs) that's right (laughs) well we'll see (laughs) well i always like doing the marketing aspect of things too have you thought about maybe trying like a mascot or something yeah no, yeah. I mean, like I said, once we come up with a name, I think there's there's so many things we can do after that. Because yeah, their mascots. It's what it's all about. Well, like it. your logo, for instance, it's a radio with a root beer beside it. That's perfect. Like it literally gives the point of the name of the podcast or name of the radio show, and right. also kind of sells like what it's really about. Your name is perfect. Honestly, you could just probably keep root beer radio and make that your thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that too. That's why I like. Well, I like that name. Is it a good name for a root beer or is it a good name for a line of root beers? Dude, a root beer that has a podcast. Yeah. That's a freaking, that's one I'd be buying in for sure. Yeah. And then you're listening too. Are you going to do, are you going to do bottles or cans? Bottles. There's a lot of like, so I'm a part of this, this root beer community online that like people are super against cans. They won't drink root beer from cans some of them won't drink root beer from cans like refuse to (laughs) it's ridiculous but there are some really good canned root beers out there but glass bottles brown glass bottles is just like the way to do it it's the feeling of being a man you get hair on your chest if you literally had the resources to create a glass bottle in the shape of a radio that's how you would sell your root beer yeah that'd be sweet that would be sweet I always picture like if I saying root beer for you, for if you're going to choose a mascot, you know how they have the beer, like the giant mascots that are just beer cups or beer mugs. That's perfect. And you just have Sam Elliott sitting down at, with a root beer. Like, you know what I drink? I drink a nice cold root beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Perfect marketing for it too. You yeah, just need to is. figure out like what types of flavor combinations have you thought about maybe changing up to rather than just like a classic version. Have we talked about like we just recently talked about doing like a chai beer, which might be weird, but it might be really good. I don't know. A chai root beer. I know. That's, you want to try but, green tea root beer? What yeah. did you just offer me? Poison in a cup? Pretty sure that's how Caesar died. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you gotta get weird. Like that, there's ginger root beers are pretty pretty standard thing. Um, Chocolate like seems like a good one because like it's just a dark hint to it. And if you think of root beer, it's a lot of people think root beer float. It's like yeah, yeah, chocolate. That was another one we thought about. 
Um, a cherry rapier. Just another little hint in there. Change I'm not too creative when it comes to flavors of drinks. Like, I'm, I'm, I didn't drink soda for so long until I discovered like diet cream soda, and then I was all about it because it has as much potassium as one banana, so it can make you poop like right afterwards. But the I love the name combination ideas to it too. But like, there isn't really like in my food line, there's like a certain section of the soda part that is all craft stuff like IBCs and all these self-produced ones in the area. And it's like, they're a lot better, but they don't get that much attention because they just look really, really bland as a bottle. But like there's one Virgil's root beer. Yeah, man. They, that one has Jesus on the front or something religious. I look at it. I'm like, that's Mary. Yeah. Yeah, they just, uh, I think they just, they just relabel or change their label. They updated it. It's like the same kind of look, but a different updated picture. And they're actually owned by, by Reed's. Reed's makes, makes like ginger beer as well. They make the Jamaican style ginger beer. I'm sure you've seen it. I feel like if you're making beer, you just end up diving into root beer. Yeah, you have to. Cause they're like, there's people like me that come to your breweries and whatever that, that don't drink that want something to drink. So every brewery, like every brewery in Minnesota has some sort of craft soda, whether they make it or not. Well, how's a way for, to get craft soda, like root beers like that out there more compared to like Pepsi and Coke. So we have a soda shop in Minnesota. It's called blue sun soda shop. It's like apparently the largest soda selection in the world, I think in one place. It's crazy. It's like ridiculous. They have like a whole wall of root beers and there's, there's places all over the country, like KC soda shop. Um, we have a, this place, it's a big yellow barn. It's called Jim's apple farm. It's only open in the summers and the like fall and into the spring. Um, but they have this ridiculous root beer selection as well, like well over a hundred root beers. And so those are the places that we go to get them. Otherwise there's websites that, that you can buy root beer from uh, online and, yeah, but if you order off like Ball's website or something, it's like you can't buy a single drink. You buy a case. And when you buy a case, it's a close to $100 for a case. Well, like, so there's this place called the, the rootbeerstore.com. And they sell, you can buy individual bottles and make like six packs or 12 packs of a mixed, mixed uh, soda selection. It's, it's pretty sweet. Well, when I look at root beer, I always think of like the Great Depression, like something like my grandfather was, my great grandfather was drinking in a Cadillac or something. Yeah, man, like nineteen, 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 twenty. That's when it all. That's when the root beer scene just exploded, right? Because that's when prohibition started, and that's when these breweries to stay alive had to start making root beer. Well, even for like finding content for the podcast too. And like you said, talk about it for an hour. Do you try and research any information? Do you try and do maybe like specific interviews to try and talk to people that are involved in the root beer genre in general? Yeah. So we, we do a mix of, of all of it. Like we, a couple of our early episodes, we did a lot of research and lots of like hard content um, based on like, you know, the history of root beer and the carbonation, like effects of different effects, different ways you can carbonate and bottle and everything. Um, and then there's other ones where we'll just interview people and we'll have questions that we want to ask them. Otherwise, like we did a show live from a soda and we just had people on spur of the moment. They're like, Hey, can I come on your, on your podcast? Sure. So then we had to like come up with questions, you know, off the cuff. Um, but otherwise we're like, we're setting up interviews with, that guy from the DC root beer company with the lawsuit, um, setting up an interview with a soda company in Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, it's just like to sue someone over a soda. I know, man, man, but, some people got a different view of what, you know, yeah. root beer is meant to be enjoyed. Right. Well, they're, they're like, is, it's not even a huge company. <laughs> it doesn't well, make sense. I talk about how the world gets crazy with these cereal combinations. And then I look over, like I'm walking down the dollar trees, like everything's a buck. So if you have $20, you're a rich man. And so I'm walking through the candy aisle and they have all these like Twizzler and bubblegum flavors that are root beer, A and W style. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Back in the day, there was one bubblegum flavor. Then there was like maybe a grape on the side, but like now there's so many different combinations. We're going to see root beer cereal at one point. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great idea. 
That's what you should make. You should make a root beer cereal, but your mascot could be an ox. That could be part of our <laughs> an ox. Why an ox? Dude, all right, hang on a second. When I look at root beer, I think of a couple things. I think of really giant freak large animals or a woodsman drinking a root beer. Like I picture Wolverine when he was in the, the you know the Wolverine movie and he would just sit at the bar with his lumberjack uniform on, just got done chopping trees and just do a nice drink of root beer. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, I guess I can see it. But who has an ox as their mascot? Right. So it's like, bam, you just cornered the market. Or maybe a buffalo. A buffalo? They're big and brown. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wonder if there are any bison root beer or buffalo root beer. I don't know if there is. There's a buffalo, then you just do a bison. They're practically the same thing, but one's got horns. Right, and that'll go over over well here in western Minnesota. You know, they're right by NDSU which is the bison people go crazy. Yeah, Minnesota, the reason why there's so much soda down there is Minnesota. Right. Minnesota, that's why, because there's a bottling factory. That's where, like, the main produce of anything comes out of Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You have honey smacks down there, like the the factory? I don't know. Kellogg's, the guy, he's either in Minnesota or he's in Michigan. Kellogg's is from Minnesota. Okay, I emailed that guy to sponsor my podcast, and he said no. So I'm going to take a trip. I'm going to have to stay at your house for a couple nights because I'm going to have a talk with this guy because I got salmonella over Honey Smacks, and they don't want to sponsor me. How dare they? Yeah. Oh, that's no good, man. Look, you spend $5 on a box of cereal. You're eating every last bite of that cereal no matter how sick you get. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's the same thing with root beer. Like when I look at there, like I'm going to buy maybe a 12-pack. I look, I'm like – I can get the good cream soda for two seventeen Walmart style. Then I look over and see A and W. Then I see Birch Beer, and I'm like, five dollars for a twelve pack? Yeah, hmm. yeah, I know, it's tough. My wife will tell you like I spend way too much money on root beer, but I I turned thirty this year, and so I I threw a party. My I threw a party for my twin sister, and you had to bring a root beer to get in, and so I have just a stash of root beer that's going to get me through this quarantine it's great and i, didn't I love to... it everybody's buying toilet paper you're the guy stocking up on root beer i just bought my essential stuff man i yeah. mean i was like look i got ibs so i can't pick up any toilet paper you can only take a shower so many times i'm walking through i've been eating tuna for 20 something years now everybody's buying tuna right just, the shelves are bare and i'm just walking around like you go to the soda aisle Water's still there, but all the sodas are basically gone. People are like, I don't want to drink that shit if I'm stuck in the house with my family. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't understand. Like, there is no shortage of, of, of food. We don't need to buy it all. It's unreal. It's when things start to get scarce. I mean, I had people that were coming home and five cases of water in the garage piled up, and they're still buying case every time they go out. I'm like, it's, it's on tap. If the water gets shut off, then what? Like, we have a million in the garage. It's not going to last longer than maybe two weeks. Right, because didn't you say the other last week the, the water gets shut off? Yeah, dude. They, our whole state went to an emergency. And I know we, we, these aren't live or anything, so even when we're recording it, probably when this goes out, Corona is probably going to be over. I'm guessing like a week and a half or so. Yeah. It's the whole factor is like they shut down our whole entire block and they shut off internet. They shut off everything, but our internet company can't do that because Trump passed the thing that you can't shut off food and water. You can't shut off anything because, in, but like my buddy gets a text from his landlord saying at the end of the month, I still expect rent. This Corona thing doesn't mean anything. So it's like people are losing their jobs. You know, this is where we're going to have to turn to the bottling factories. I mean, yeah, dude. Minnesota is where it's going to be at. Yeah. You know, I see all, a lot of my musician friends who like are out of work because all their gigs got canceled. For me, my, I had to cancel a gig and that's okay because it's just like secondary income for me, you know? That's, that's literally all these people, comedians, everything that have been trying to go out and work so hard to uh, get these gigs lined up. They're doing Facebook Lives. I know musicians are. My mom works at a radio station. She's trying to figure out ways to do it at home. Um, it's definitely difficult like shutting down everything but then you're leaving a lot of the essential stuff open to where people are going to get contaminated like you pick up a root beer you're sick next thing you know you put it back because you don't want to buy it you have a second thought someone else picks up that root beer you just spread it right exactly it's crazy but i don't see diseases being spread over root beer i feel like that would definitely cure like any type of std you have yeah i've been really like holding back and i wanted to say 
that root beer cures this this pandemic but i don't i don't want to you know open up that can then i look at like the prices of sodas and i'm like 217's easy for a cream soda but i tear through a 12 pack because it's so like it doesn't have a lot of the artificial flavoring to it so it doesn't have a lot of the carbonation either so you can drink it really really quickly but a root beer might cost more but it lasts longer yeah yeah you got to sip that because you get the bubblies in your tummy and you're like, I don't want to go any farther than this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd, uh, there's definitely like, I've noticed for myself that there are some like slow sippers when it comes to root beer. One you can't like just down, right? Is that the craft ones I would say? Cause I can kill, yeah. I can kill a mug so quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of the craft ones that like, you really want to try to figure out what, what they are, what, what do they taste like? And, and if you drink them too fast, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, doesn't give it, you know, the justice that it deserves. Would you call that a roads, like a road snack? If you're on the road for a while, would you get a root beer as your drink? Um, no. Cause when I'm, when I'm on the road, I need caffeine. So I'm always going to get a coffee. Like that's my go-to when I'm on the road. Is root beer. Or- okay. You're going to think this is really, really weird, but I started doing this at my work. So they have a soda machine right next to the coffee thing. I get a, like a nice cup of coffee, put like two Splenda in it or something. Then I'll walk over and I'll hit the, either the Dr. Pepper or the A&W, a quick like little tap. So it fills up a tiny bit at the top. I don't know what it is, dude. It's like a, it's, it's like a float. It's so smooth and foamy when it goes in. Interesting. I, I know that's going to be a weird combination for people, which brings up, I have to ask this question. I usually ask it. Yeah. Ketchup on the eggs. Yay or nay? I've done it. When I was younger, but I'm going to say no. Thank you. I love you for that. Yeah. You have to try stuff when you're younger, you know? No, nah, not me. I see my dad put ketchup on the eggs and I'm like, you're a sick son of a bitch. He's like, what? We're from Baltimore. This is what happens. I'm like, I'm from Ocean City, Maryland, born and raised. You're from Baltimore and you disgust me. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. But hot sauce is okay. But yeah. I, just, I have, see, now that I'm older, I look at like back in the day, what was the one thing you thought was weird at your lunch table that some kid would do or people hmm. would do? Ranch on pizza or something. No, nah, because that in Minnesota, that's just like the go-to. You uh, got to dip your pizza in ranch. See, that was weird for me. I understood hot sauce. And then I look at um, strawberry milk. That curdled my stomach watching somebody drink that and like my buddy would always say like i can't believe there's so many free strawberry milks up there nobody wants them i'm like because it's disgusting Man, and then I into that now that i'm older i'm like ah maybe a strawberry milk would be pretty tasty but i just don't see it the chocolate was always the way to go you know there's some rip, rip your milks out there right now and I, I've got. I, I'm just going fucking nuts. Where you're saying root beer milk, I'm like, it makes me think of the scene from the ranch where he's like, almond milk. Show me the tit on an almond. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess it tastes like a root beer float, but I haven't tried it because every time I've gotten it, I got it to do an episode, and then we waited so long that it curdled in my fridge. In my fridge, so I never got to drink it. <laughs> do, you, do you prefer ice in the glass when you're drinking a root beer? Oh, I waters it down. Takes away the carbonation. See, people would argue and say, like, I remember making root beer popsicles at one point, pouring it and then putting a popsicle stick in it and then putting it in the freezer. There you go, dude. Root beer Slurpees were my jam. Yeah. Even though they yeah. always stuck with like Coke or strawberry or fancy flavored. I'm like, dude, you get a nice root beer. Oh. Yeah, way better. Something about that. Mm-hmm. See, man, everybody's got something with root beer that like if they enjoy it, there's something from their childhood that they remember. Something growing up. Yeah, all right. So toss toss me one of your childhood memories here. Oh, I was just going to like a pizza place and getting root beer. You got to give me a specific moment. I remember making a root beer Slurpee at my buddy's house. We left. What happened was we had root beer. We poured it into a thing, a little cup. We left it outside, and it snowed that night. Next yeah. thing you know, we came out and there was, we went to go, we used to piss behind his half pipe all the time because right. it was right. like the one place in the yard no one could see your dick out or something. Yeah. And um, it froze over and made a Slurpee. I remember drinking it. I was like, whoa, bro, it's a Slurpee. And then we figured out throwing them in the freezer works. Yeah. All right. So I remember I was hanging out with my best friend, Kyle. Kyle now lives in like North Carolina, but he, uh, what's up, Kyle? Yeah, that's right. Hopefully he's listening. He, uh, he and I would hang out and we would get, this local pizza place called Gary's pizza. 
And this is like we're in elementary school. So Gary's Pizza is local to St. Joe, Minnesota. And it's so good, man. It's unreal. So we would get it. And then it would like, we'd have an IBC with it because it made us feel like, you know. You're an adult. Drinking IBCs, smoking on that uh, candy cigarette. Dude, holy crap. That was a sign of like awesomeness. No one said a word too. You were sitting outside like a dollar store after you got one. Like I got the Hulk pack. And then you would take one out and start doing what your parents do. Nobody said a word. If you do that now, people are going to ask questions. People are going to call child protection agencies. And like, <gasps> Yeah. So that was like, I remember that in my kitchen, in my, my parents' kitchen, eating Gary's pizza, drinking some IBC. Yeah. I'm trying to, I wish they would make a really good, like, we got all these chocolate candies. Why don't they make a really good root beer candy? I know there's like a root beer gummy bear that's pretty banging. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, too, I don't know. Too, too many flavors when it comes to root beer. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not too many flavors, I would say. There's just, there's too little options. And then when they do make another flavor of root beer, it never truly lives up to the original. Somehow that's like the Colonel's recipe. You don't mess with the original. Right. People want, want what you, what the original brand is. Yeah. And you're trying to make soda healthy by putting stevia in it. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, it's not like they, I was talking to some guy from the, from the UK and he was saying that like, they don't have craft soda over there. Just, because they make you put in artificial sweeteners over there and it's too expensive to make soda with cane sugar. So they don't. I th- what do you think is going to happen in like maybe the next 10 years with the root beer? Do you think it's going to increase or do you think it's going to decrease? You know, it's, there's been a boom over the last couple of years um, and there's always some coming and going. Some of the bigger ones have folded, which is kind of sad, but, and it makes you think like what's what's the future hold for the smaller ones especially right now like these all these soda companies are just like trying to figure out how they're going to stay stay alive through this whole thing right so i'm hoping that it keeps keeps going because breweries are really in like they're having success making their their sodas so we're going to keep pushing forward we're going to keep you know talking about rip here and i just predict like in the next 10 years it's going to end up getting really low to where there's like one company left only because nobody's willing to try new stuff anymore and it's really really topsy-turvy but people don't ever want like we said don't ever want to try new stuff it's always going to be coke it's always going to be pepsi they still don't sell a 48 pack um in any walmart that i know of of root beer um the great value root beer is actually pretty good it has kind of like the same effect the cream soda has like i have that in the fridge downstairs but Ah, man, there's only going to be true loyal people. Like if you were raised out on a farm or something, you're going to be drinking a root beer. You're going to be doing the classic hard work type style stuff is where root beers come into play. And then, you know, everybody, if you got a tummy ache, it's ginger ale. Yeah. I, you know, I think right now, like people are bored. They want something new. They're afraid to do something new because they're afraid to go outside, but they want something new and people are all over the internet right now. So if you're like, in advertising, you are super pumped about this. Hey, so shoot something on Instagram or social media, everybody's following it immediately. Because what else are people doing? You know, everybody's on their phone constantly, it seems. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe people want to try new craft sodas. Maybe that's it's like moon shoes. We need to bring it back. Moon shoes? You don't remember moon shoes? What explain them? They were like boots on your feet. They strapped yeah. you in and they would be like a trampoline. So every step you took, you bounced oh, yeah. a little bit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, those. Okay. I'll never forget my parents complaining that I was scraping up the floor because I was just jumping around in the kitchen with these giant metal boots on, scraping up, making black marks and shit. Take it outside. It's like they don't work outside. <laughs> yeah, we always had those uh those roller skates that you could strap onto your feet. Yeah, there used to be roller rings back in the day. That's when you enjoyed a nice root beer float. You would like get in the. F- okay, so I recently found on Instagram there's a, a giant competition or hashtag of derbies. Um, and when you look up the hashtag derby, they're roller rink derbies. There are women wearing pads beating the living shit out of each other on rollerblades. I'm like, we need this on television. Screw freaking football right now. This is what's going on in the world. Yeah, man. Do you remember that show Rock of Love with Brett Michaels? I don't. So it was this show, like a dating show where all these 20 women were like trying to date Brett Michaels and like be the one it's like the bachelor, but for Brett Michaels, it's a poison. <laughs> it's so bad, man. It aired in like 2008 or something. 
and uh, my wife and I were rewatching them recently because they were our favorite show back in high school and college. <laughs> and, uh, they they had uh, an episode where there was like this baby. It was a fake baby. One of those ones like from high school where you have to take care of it and then it like takes readings of everything that like happened to it if you drop it or something. And uh, they had this baby dressed up as Brett Michaels and they had to like skate around a roller rink and they were being chased by derby girls who would like beat the crap out of this baby, <laughs> like tear the head off. <laughs> Just... Back when TV was so good, like I remember staying up to watch the next episode of Fear Factor and all those types of things. Yeah, now it's, it's like... like we're trying to wait till the next Sunday of The Walking Dead. Now everybody's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch it on Netflix." <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I know people are all upset about or obsessed with Games of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, but back in the day, like reality television, New York, like New Jersey or Jersey Shore, whatever it was, was so entertaining. Now it's just sad. They still try and keep it going and they're all like older, like, all right, no club tonight in bed by 7 p.m. Got to balance my checkbook. It's like, yep. (laughs) Once ripped your shirt off and shoved a pickle in somebody's eye. That was the best, man. It's like like the same thing you're watching. People are watching the Super Bowl. I was watching the Puppy Bowl. It's like, this is way more entertaining. More entertaining. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you, David, coming out and doing the podcast, man. I kind of want to give you here a minute at the end, be able to promote the root beer, promote anything you want to promote, hopefully a company with an ox as a mascot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to keep going through this whole thing. We're, you know, keep putting out episodes about root beer. I've got one that I'm ready to release uh, in the next couple of days. And uh, we're going to go live once this whole thing settles down from a couple different uh, soda stores. So I got a great flavor I want you to create for me. <laughs> root beer mixed with maple syrup. Oh, dude, that's out there. Sprecher makes one. Um, and so does uh, Lakefront Brewing Company. How about yeah. a root beer and a coconut mix? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you. Coconut rep beer. Try like a nice coconut cream or a nice coconut, like maybe some shavings or just put a coconut like, like you would do for like a drink it out of the coconut. Let it soak up with the coconut milk, for instance. Island rep beer. Yeah. And you can right, call I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll try it. Better dabble in the devil's ideas, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play ball here. This is how the show goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man. If people want to follow us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Rip Your Radio. Email us at Rip Your Radio, you know, Gmail. All Maybe that. send in your Rip Your stories. I know some of y'all have them out there. I've seen bench warmers, every Pizza Hut thing. I saw it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.